0: Hey guys, just a quick one before the episode starts. I have a I have a bit of a cold, so I apologise if the if I sound a bit nasally or I sound a bit snivelly in the podcast. But um, I hope you enjoy this one. It was a great result for, for Liverpool against Newcastle. And I'll catch you guys again, hopefully feeling a little better, on the review of the Arsenal game. Henderson, Alexander-Arnold, Sikiri! Another routine victory! Beginning to look and look like champions. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Let's Talk Liverpool. The episodes are coming thick and fast in this busy, busy festive period, both for football, for presents, for eating. So I hope you guys are having a great Christmas. But uh, it was topped off. Boxing Day was topped off for Liverpool fans with an emphatic 4-0 win against Newcastle. Everything that Liverpool fans were, were hoping for on Boxing Day, there were no issues in the game. Luckily, we didn't pick up any injuries. So all in all, it really was the the perfect performance. Similar to Salah's goal against Wolves, I don't think many people appreciated how difficult that technique was. That ball could have gone sky high into the stands, but he managed to get his knee over it, get the right spin to get it to go in the roof of the net. And that was a great time to score. You know, An early goal against a team that were going to sit back against us was huge, gave us confidence, and ultimately actually, I think, led to uh, the result in the end. The the rest of the first half, again, was us kind of controlling. Newcastle didn't really pose any threats. Uh, and straight after the, se- the second half started, uh, Mo Salah won the penalty. I know there's been some things about did he dive, did he not dive. There was contact. It's clear to see. Um, I think the FA have said they're not going to continue or uh, press any... Disciplinary, and I think that's completely right. He was touched by Dummett. Maybe it wasn't the hardest touch, but it was definitely enough to disrupt Salah. Uh, and therefore it was a penalty. And I think that penalty really killed off the game um, so early in the second half. I think Rafa would have just told them to stay in it and not do anything stupid. And one minute into the second half, they concede a penalty. But um, Salah put the penalty away expertly. Uh, I was interested to see who would take the penalty. Um, because Fabinho or Milner uh, weren't on the pitch. But it was Salah taking him up to uh, 12 goals, I think, um, in the Premier League this season. But I think he fell behind Aubameyang again because he scored in the Brighton game. But after that kind of penalty, we really dominated the ball even more so than we were previously. Shakiri scored yet another goal um, after some really, really neat play between uh, Jordan Henderson and Trent Alexander-Arnold at the edge of the box. They had a nice bit of interplay and Shaqiri just had an open net too. Um, To play the ball into and the final goal was really kind of summed up towards the end of the game Uh, we finally scored from a corner if you've listened to any of the, the past couple of, I mean even three or four episodes every episode I've pointed out that our corners have been abysmal it seems like we've just lost an ability to get a good ball into the box, and finally we get a decent ball into the box, and Fabinho scores his first goal for Liverpool. So that was was great to see uh, a goal for Fabinho, and it was also great to finally see a decent corner. Um, I think that that kind of that made me the most happiest. I think throughout the game more so than the goals, the performance, the defence, anything. Just a good corner because uh, I think we do we do definitely have very good attacking threats from corners and we're not making the best use of it because our our delivery's been so poor. But uh on that got point of Fabinho, I I really wanna I was really impressed with when he came on, there was about half an hour to go, and it was the first time in a long while I've seen both Henderson and Fabinho play together, kind of almost as as what Jurgen Klopp calls two people in the number six position. So it was really interesting because Jordan Henderson naturally is is slightly more more defensive, uh, but Fabinho is, again, slightly more attacking. But they can both do the other job as well. And and I actually think they complemented each other really well. Um, Jordan Henderson obviously set up the goal for Shaqiri, Um and then Fabinho scored the goal. So I think they both, they both were involved in the final third. Obviously, Newcastle weren't posing us too many threats, uh, but I'm interested to see how that works. I think in games when we are maybe under pressure. I think those two could also perform a very good role in front of the back four, providing that shield. Um, so I'm very interested to see if Klopp plays them together more often. And I'm actually very excited to see how they play together. I think they're both, you know, very, very good players. They're both still young. Although Jordan Henderson's I think 26, 27, uh, Fabini is still a little younger. So they are both still you know, fresh, and I really look forward to seeing how they they work together as a partnership in that in that number six position. Another player I was uh, incredibly impressed with throughout the game was Shaqiri. He's done an absolutely fantastic job for Liverpool since since transferring from Stoke in the summer, and he hasn't necessarily started all the games, but when he has started or when he has come off the bench, in pretty much I'd say every single game he's he's appeared in, he's made a difference in in some way. And this was again the case. Obviously, he got the goal, which which was great. But I think what really impressed me particularly in the game against Newcastle was that the positions he was picking up was making it, um, you know, it was causing so many problems for Newcastle. So he was kind of picking up this kind of inside right channel, where you had Trent Alexander Arnold on his outside, um, you know, bombing up and down like like he does. But then you had kind of Mo Salah down the middle and then Firmino kind of playing that withdrawn role. But then Shakiri was kind of playing this inside right role, which was allowing him to, you know, um, open up the space for Trent so he could play the ball out wide and we could get across into the box. But also it gave him the position to play that cutting ball through to Salah over the top or, or in behind the defence or through to Firmino. And I think that really helped us open up Newcastle and helped us... Um, attack them in a different way rather than keep trying to play the ball over the top for Salah or Mane which we actually did a couple of times as well so it was really good to see us doing that mixing up but then also being able to play uh, through play into feet and then kind of play up nice cute balls which Shakiri allows us and I think when you get Shaqiri in the midfield it really adds a different dimension um, than when we have say James Milner, John Henderson uh, and Gini Wijnaldum for example I think he really he provides uh, a different type of threat, and I think one that opponents haven't necessarily got used to yet. Um, so I'm very, very, I was very impressed with him, and again, he's another player I'm really, really looking forward to to um, to seeing over the coming weeks, particularly in the big games we have uh, over January, and then you know as we go into February and the Champions League kick starts again. I'm I'm really excited to see what what Shakiri can do uh, for us this season. And ending on a uh, a point again about another player who is absolutely fantastic. I haven't really talked about him on, on the podcast yet or any of the episodes because he's one of those players where he's just he's so stellar every every game. You you take it for granted, and he just performs well every game. There are some rumors about his backup being his backup in the team being unhappy and maybe being sold in January. Uh, you could probably guess who that player is by now, um, and that player is uh, Andy Robertson. He has been absolutely fantastic, not only this season, but from the minute he, he transferred to, from Hull to us uh, last season. He wasn't in the team straight away. He found his way kind of midway through the, midway through last season. And, and honestly, he's just kicked on. And we, we're at a stage now where we, we just expect such a superior level of performance from Andy Robertson every single game, both offensively and defensively. He offers that out ball every single time. You know Mane, Henderson, whoever, they know that if they get the ball in the half-turn and can play the ball out to the left-hand side of the pitch, Andy Robertson will be there. Um, and he's yeah he's been nothing short of, of phenomenal for, for Liverpool. And he, he rightly gets all the plaudits he gets. And, and I'm, I'm really hoping he can play a pivotal role in us, hopefully winning the league this season, because I think he deserves it. And he is one of those players that we've just got to... We've just we just started accepting his amazing performances without actually without praising him, and I think um, him as part of that back four is is so solid. And he's a crew as much as Van Dijk and and Lovren and Van Dijk and Gomez are key to keeping the clean sheets. So is he. Um, he's made so many he's made so many blocks where the ball's gone over Gomez or or, or Lovren or Van Dijk, and he's been at the far post, you know, stopping any players coming in at the back post. So he is both offensively with lots of assists and I know he has this uh like kind of challenge with with Trent Alexander Arnold about how many assists they're going on and that really shows the positive kind of attitude in the camp where they're trying to they're trying to push each other to, to do amazing things and I think we're we're seeing the fruits of that this season. He's been absolutely fantastic. Um and I don't think it would be wrong to say that he's the best left back in uh in the country if not maybe even the world you know if you look at the rest of the premier league teams man city are struggling for a left back fabian delf got caught out against leicester um arsenal have you know monreal tottenham have danny rose ben davis they're both a bit suspect sometimes uh chelsea have marcus alonso who, who had a really good season the season they won the league but you know has been relatively average since uh, so in the Premier League, there aren't really left backs. So I think if you look at the world, you, may, you maybe take Marcelo or someone like that. But, you know, you look at the season of Real Madrid having, no one no one in the Real Madrid share has really uh, shown anything of any kind of quality this season. So, you know, I, I don't think it's too much of a stretch to, to call Andy Robertson the best left back in the world. Um, he captures his country. Uh, he's been great. He plays week in, week out with high energy. And, um, yeah, you know, I, I think there can't be any more positive things said Said about uh, Andy Robson. As we always do, guys, we uh, we end the podcast with a shout out to Klopp. Um, it's it's really interesting. When I started the shout out to Klopp, I like you know what, every game, there'll definitely be something we can improve on or something that we can change. You know, and there are small things we did. Uh, you know, wall against Wolves for example, we were we did get sloppy a couple of times, gave the ball away. Against Newcastle, we did give up a couple of chances that we probably shouldn't have given up but you know that that's to be expected against any team and as i said when i started this i thought you know what there's going to be something really obvious that i think we need to improve on every game and actually from this newcastle game there really there really isn't anything and I, there's nothing more i really want to see from this liverpool team we were criticized at the beginning of the season of winning dirty and we weren't kind of putting teams away but you know we we've seen this now a couple of times now so you know the second half of the Newcastle game really reminded me of what Liverpool was like to watch last season where we were just kind of attacking and every every attacking opportunity thought, oh, we were going to score. Um, and so now we're kind of hitting that stride and we've still got that defensive um, solidness. You know, there's there's very little that I think I would change about the way we're playing, how we're playing, how we're set up. And I think the shout out to Klopp is, is just to find a way to keep up these performances you know it's easy to strive for these performances but once we now have them and it's about maintaining them and and keeping that consistency and that's what will really help us um, win the league and I think you know Pep knows Pep's probably the the master of, of consistency he was able to keep up such a high level of performance at all the teams he's managed and I think that's kind of just a sh- the shout out to Klopp it's find a way to keep the players hungry keep them wanting more um, and, and just kind of find a way to keep them on top Because we are riding high right now. And I think everyone knows that. Everyone in the league is scared of us. That's something that's never happened before. Uh, And So now is not the time to let up. Now is the time to push it home, drive it home. Some of the other teams uh, around the league had, uh, particularly at the top of the table, had iffy weekends. City obviously back-to-back defeats. Arsenal drew... Um, now we're six points clear of second place Tottenham, so now is the time to drive it home, try and extend that gap so that if we do have a, a, a blip or a couple of games where maybe things don't work out for us, we have that buffer. Um, so I think that was, that's kind of the shout-out to Klopp for this weekend and um, it's been really, really positive that throughout this Christmas period we had we had eight games in December, we are seven games in and we, are, we have won every single game and that is, So, so big. Uh, I can't stress it enough how how big that is. We've got one game left against Arsenal at Anfield on Saturday, the 29th of December. Now, Arsenal coming off a disappointing draw against uh, Brighton. And obviously, we're coming off a a great win against Newcastle. We're playing at home. We had a, a quite a actually a really, really good game at the Emirates. Um, a game that we probably deserve to to win, but, you know, Lacazette got a good goal to to grab Arsenal a draw. But th- they're looking a bit dodgy at the back. Um, we saw in the Brighton game, you know, one ball over the top and they were opened up. And I think they will be afraid of Salamane running in behind them. So whatever that means, they will drop deeper and they'll kind of play more of a, as you would say, a lesser team would play Anfield. It'd be interesting to see. Or whether they'll stick with their high line and try and, um, you know, beat us at our own game, really. So it'll be interesting to see. Again, I think right now I'm kind of using confidence with the way Liverpool are playing. So even though it's Arsenal, I fully I fully expect us to win. I'm sure if you were to ask many Arsenal fans, they would probably also say that they would expect uh, Liverpool to win. So that game's on Saturday. Um, hope you guys are looking forward to it. And uh, I'll catch you guys to review the Arsenal game.